Revenue Rhino. I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Scott Rubin from Lux Capital. Scott, it's really nice to have you on. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm super excited. So tell me a bit about yourself and about your firm. I'm the chief marketing officer at Lux Capital. I come to this job through a bit of a creative path. It's an unusual path for a marketer. I started my career with my own communications consulting firm and for the most part stayed independent until I was lured into a job at Google in the sort of mid-early days of Google and learned how big software companies were built. While I was running communications in Europe, the Middle East and Africa, and then corporate comms for Google, went from there serendipitously to Andreessen Horowitz, where I was a partner on the marketing team, mostly because I was interested in learning how tech companies were built from the ground up, how the small ones began, what a startup was. It was a little embarrassing that I'd been in tech for so long and didn't really know what it meant to build one of the companies that have become iconic or um, the ones we're still reading about in the news on their way to becoming iconic. So I I spent some time there learning about the VC world, learning from amazing people, Margaret Venmachers and Mark Andreessen and Ben Horowitz. And from there, I went to their largest investment, first as a chief communications officer at a company called Tanium. And then after six months, they asked me to take on the role of chief marketing officer. And frankly, I didn't want to do it. I didn't know anything about traditional enterprise software marketing, but the CEO had confidence in me and said, you'll figure it out. And indeed, I think I did because I stayed there for a a few years and then moved to Atlassian where I ran all of the efforts around the Atlassian brand, communications and brand and creative, the creative agency. And then I started as the chief marketing officer at Lux Capital, returning into venture capital about nine months ago. Lux Capital invests in frontier technology. We invest at every stage from seed and even sometimes pre-seed all the way through growth companies um, in companies that are deeply enmeshed in hard science and deep technology. That's our special niche. Think of it as where science fiction becomes science fact. That's where Lux Capital is found. Nice. That's amazing. So tell me a bit about what marketing looks like for you guys. Obviously, you told me it's a little bit different uh, than traditional B2B marketing and all that. I'd, I'd love to just for the audience to learn a little bit more about what marketing looks like in this industry and that whole picture. Sure. So... In one sense, the traditional side of marketing, when you think about the sales funnel and the top of the funnel, mid funnel, you know, conversion, it applies somewhat, but in a little bit of a different way, because we don't have a product beyond our term sheets that we're selling. And our customers are founders and entrepreneurs, inventors, scientists. That means that the world of potential customers, if you will, is quite small but very important because it's a personal relationship. So for us, marketing is really about 
awareness. It's about brand awareness. It's about what differentiates us from other venture capital firms. Because in the end, everybody's money smells the same. It looks the same. It tastes the same. So what is it about our firm that is different from other firms? And that's where I focus the marketing for Lux Capital. So we think about earned media, of course, press awareness. And a lot of what we think about is owned media, because we have scientists, PhDs in everything from computational mathematics to electrical engineering who are our investing partners. And what they know about the world that our founders inhabit is really what differentiates us from many other VC firms. And that's the crux of our marketing. Nice. I love it. So what are you, what are you focusing on this year when we think of these founders and entrepreneurs and, you know, it, it's definitely certainly a year for innovation what are you guys focused on? What kind of programs are you excited about as we look towards the rest of the year? And what do you have going on? So uh, there are really two parts to the job. One part is to focus on the brand of the firm and our investing partners. And that's a big area of effort for us this year. And the other is supporting our portfolio in whatever way we can to help them with everything related to going to market. So that means helping them with pitch decks, when they're out raising money with their own storytelling, certainly with the press, we spend a lot of time with them, helping them craft messages, helping them tell their stories, connecting them to reporters if they don't know. A lot of startups simply don't have the reach and what they're trying to build is name recognition. So that's a big area of focus for us. It's not dissimilar to the work I'm doing for the firm itself, although we benefit from having a reputation already, whereas some of our newer companies are just trying to establish themselves in a very crowded field. So I'd say I split my time maybe 50-50 overall between portfolio company work and then working on the firm itself and the partners. Nice. And, and you're telling me a bit about the, the stuff that you guys are doing for uh, founders and entrepreneurs in terms of storytelling and all this. And uh, Tell us a little bit more about that for, for everyone listening. So I'll, maybe the best way to answer that is to give you an example of how I might work with any specific company. So it often starts with the announcement of their funding. So that's, all, that's usually the first point of contact I will have directly with their marketing team, if they even have a marketing team. And it's important to know that often I'm working directly with the founders. If the company is small, if they haven't yet hired anybody in marketing or communications, I'll talk to the founder, I'll talk to the chief operating officer, and sometimes I'll talk to a partnerships person. It really depends. And the first thing we'll do is talk about what they're trying to accomplish. Usually with a funding announcement, especially an early stage funding announcement, it is about recruiting and also setting themselves up to be able to raise the next round when the time comes, and that's an awareness play. So I'll start with them and figure out what they're trying to accomplish. We'll talk about the story they want to tell. I will often test their messaging with them and push back and try to help shape that messaging. I have the benefit of a great comms team behind me. And so they're usually on the phone or on the call and one day we'll be in person. I think that day will be coming soon. And then, and then we, we try to figure out then with that messaging and with those objectives for that campaign, what are the targets we want in the media? What kind of owned media do we need to support them? So that might be guiding them on their own blogging. And certainly for our investing partners, they may want to blog as well. And then we use social media to promote it. That's generally the first step with them. Now, as they get further along and it's no longer just about making a funding announcement, 
then I will work with them on everything from referring to them creative agencies or branding agencies and sitting in on the strategy calls. I'll help with hiring. I'll help them figure out when is the right time to hire, who do they want to hire, not just the exact person. And sometimes I'm part of interviews, but also which hire do they want to bring in first? Is it somebody who is a product marketer? Is it a communications person? Do they need somebody who's going to focus on social media? And I'll give them that guidance and I'm there to support them for whatever they need. Nice. I love it. That's amazing. So if we shift gears a little bit and and we just talk about your background as a marketer and all of your experience there, what key pieces of advice would you give to those listening that are are maybe earlier in their marketing journey, or maybe they're one of these founders or uh, entrepreneurs and and they're just trying to figure out this marketing thing? What advice would you have to them? Story. That's really what it comes down to. Now, there are many ways to tell those stories and many platforms to use. But if you don't know what your story is from the beginning, then it's going to be very hard for others to know who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was at Google, Jonathan Rosenberg, who was the SVP of product at the time, used to tell us, those of us who are on the communications team, that repetition never spoiled the prayer, which really means that message discipline is everything. Even if you as a marketer or your spokespeople, your representatives are tired of telling that story, others are tired of hearing it. And you have to say it over and over again. And don't be afraid to monopolize your small space and build that monopoly. And I don't mean monopoly in the antitrust version, but really monopolize your story and tell it over and over again until nobody can own it except you, and then expand that area of monopoly and own that by repeating it over and over again, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That is the most important thing you can do if you're starting off trying to build awareness for a company that nobody knows about. Yeah, I love that. And if and if I'm a founder or entrepreneur, you know, I'm, I'm just getting started in a marketing type of role. How do I craft that story? What are good What are good components of it? How do I put together one that everyone's on the edge of their seat and they want to really hear? So. I, I think it starts with, as with any good storytelling, it starts with understanding your audience. What are you trying to accomplish? Who is that audience? And then figuring out how you're going to resonate with it, that with the audience. So that for me is the beginning is why I ask founders when we talk about a funding announcement, what their objective is. It seems like on the surface, the objective is to get the news out about our funding. Yay, we're real. We've got Lux Capital behind us. But that's just a starting point. The real question is, who do you want to be? Who do you, what do you want people to say about you when you're not in the room? That's the essence of brand. And that's, that's I think, the key to that starting point is figure that out. And it's, you're not going to get it right the first time, and that's okay. Continue to refine it to the extent that you can do research and figure out if your message is landing. That's really helpful. I know that's out of reach for a lot of early stage companies, but as you grow, it's really important to test your messaging in the market as well. One of the challenges that we have at Lux with testing our own messaging is because we have such a rarefied audience, how do we reach just those people to see if our message is landing? If you're a tech company, it's a little bit easier because you have a broader swath of potential customers. See what they're saying. Is what you think you're saying landing in the way that you are hoping it's landing? Are they taking away something different? I I am not by nature a data-driven person. So I'm a bit obsessed with data to make up for my weakness. And so I really love measurement 
to validate what we're doing and then to make adjustments. I think about this, this is a little bit of a funny metaphor, but I grew up in St. Louis where the gateway arch is on the riverfront. And for anybody who's been there and gone up in the arch, that there's this funny little train that has capsules that go up the arch. And every once in a while they have to adjust. So you're always upright, but you're moving up the arch. And I, and I think of that as the way that we tell stories as marketers, is that we have to constantly try to stay upright, but make adjustments to follow the arc of your narrative until you're at the very top. And so that's what I keep in mind and what I tell the companies that I work with. I love that. It's been amazing to have you on the podcast. Any last words of wisdom before? For anybody out there who is founding a company, starting off, being worried about this, thinking that it's not the right time to invest in marketing, the right time is at the very beginning. Get your story down. Never forget that that's why you exist, is to tell that story to the world. Of course, product has to back it up. There has to be the rest of the structure in place, but it's never too early to begin thinking about how you present yourself to the world. Love it. Hey, thanks so much for joining and sharing all your words of wisdom and advice here. Really appreciate it, Scott. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Totally.